Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. The Food That Built America host History Channel, my buddy, my Torian brother from Brooklyn, where Cena just left. Let me welcome Mr. Adam Richmond. Thank you so much. Thank you. May what? What is your birthday? Oh, April. April, completely different oh. kind of bull, but it's uh, I, 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 the original bull. Apologies. Apologies. Yes, you are the OB. Yes, I'm May 16th, but yes, my, my fellow, I can feel the Torian energy coursing through the, the Zoom camera. Yes, yes. And that's Cena, Cena Gaznavi, who just left, he ran from Brooklyn to sunny California, uh, <laughs> where his dog and his new baby who's coming can have a yard to play in. I'm not mad at you. Lovely, man. Congrats. Thank you. All right. Uh, I've been with you since Man versus Food. I love to watch people eat, and it's my my version of porn. Uh, you made it into something really disgusting. Your your battles with people going around eating large copious amounts of food was a lot. Yeah, but it was never with people. It was just me. I never like there were a couple. There was one thing where we did in Boston to do like a Yankees Red Sox kind of thing, and I did a, a food decathlon with uh, Dahani Jones, NFL linebacker Dahani Jones. Uh, in North Carolina, but generally, you know, I, I never was like doing like the Nathan's hot dog contest. These challenges existed simply to drive patronage to these restaurants and they already existed before I ever pointed the camera at them. And the truth is, you know, yeah, I get that it's polarizing, like no doubt. I know some of it's super hard to watch, but to know that that show, this like little engine that could, cause we were like, we shot the first commercial. I, I personally, went to like a, a Kmart and I got like t-shirts and shorts for like friends and friends to be these cheerleaders who shot in the same restaurant. I did the pizza challenge a day later <laughs> going, Adam, Adam, he's our man. If he can't eat it, no one can. And we were like, we gutted it out, but every restaurant did 70 to 300% more business in that period from late 08 to 2011. And Prior to the pandemic, that was arguably one of the worst times to be an independent restaurant. So yeah. I'll take the L knowing that no, I know no. that me good. sweating with the boogers and stuff during no, the hot it was, it was good is TV. a little rough. It was, it was good TV. It was good TV, Adam. Don't don't apologize. Uh, no, man. It, made, it gave me these opportunities, you know? All and, love. And last time you were on the show, you had lost a gang of weight and you were on this health kick, which I thought was also very empowering. And well, how has COVID derailed that? for you <laughs> well it's, it's a couple of things so i had a, an issue with my hip and i had uh, i had it operated on so it was both not being able to get out and then not even being able to use a treadmill at home you know so being sedentary so you know i, I definitely think i i'm i've become like the huggable hemsworth like i i i you know i, I think that i try to keep it somewhat alluring but i know that i currently possess somewhat more of a panda bear shape but <laughs> i feel confident that health is on the horizon now that i'm able to do pt for my my wonky hip which is from a soccer injury that's why i had uh dropped all the weight in the first place was to play in that charity match and you know the cool thing about doing the food that built america and doing um modern marvels is that it's about the stories of food and not about mass consumption so i can get away with a taste here and a taste here. I don't have to be like, yeah, burrito the size of a human child. Let's do it. 
yo, that was it was amazing. Adam Richmond is here. Um, the food that built America. I was I'm nervous about watching it because I want to know like what's what are the two foods? Give me the two foods that built America. Oh, there's way more than two. I think that it's just about there's like these icons and legends in the food space that we really take for granted. Like we hear Heinz, Hershey, Birdseye, Wise, and we forget that there really was someone named Milton Hershey, a person in Clarence Birdseye, Dr. Kellogg. You know, these were actual human beings. And season one was very much about those titans, about Kraft, about Kellogg, about CW Post and those titans. But this season's kind of more about the rivalries and the partnerships. So, for example, there was a sneak peek on the ninth, and it was about the two brothers that started Pizza Hut and the two brothers that started Domino's. And the thing is, people forget because these brands are so nationwide. At one point, it was just two dudes in one restaurant. Hershey's was, you know, one guy, one farm. Heinz was like one dude, a tomato recipe and a, and a can, you know, a box of bottles. But it's their ingenuity. Like Pizza Hut, they were so broke, they had to use a free sign that Coca-Cola gave them, and they could only fit eight letters on it. So they knew five had to be pizza. So they were like, Pizza Pit? Now that sucks. Pizza Hut? Eh, all right, Pizza Hut. And that's literally how it got its name. Wow. Okay. So it's the his. We love history here. So it's on the History Channel. So that's perfect and, fit. And I use Modern Marvels for for my radio class. They have uh, the history of radio, and I use that even though it's boring as f. No, yeah. Shout out to Mar- Modern Mar- Marvels. But what is this? A, a, <laughs> that's quite a shout out, Karen. Yo, it's boring as hell, yo. Yeah, but shout I out. use it. But I use it, you know, because you you know you take us through Tesla and Marconi and DeForest. Well, this is a reboot, and- right? This is the reboot. This is too boring, no, because it was never a hosted format before. And I think what's really cool is that I really applaud History Channel for this. It's all well and good to use the food that built America to talk about the legends who made pizza well-known, ice cream available coast to coast at every price point and so on. But what's the legacy? Like, where do we go from there? It's all, you know, Ford may have invented the car, but we had to get to Teslas and hybrids and electric vehicles and stuff. So what's really cool is we'll do an ice cream episode of the food that built America and then modern marvels. I'll go to Conestoga PA where they make Turkey Hill ice cream and work with the great grandson of the dairy farmer that started the whole shebang. And because that's right. That's the conundrum because like place like wise potato chips, we filled that in in Berwick PA. They've been around for a hundred years, straight up started 1921. I interviewed people at the factory line that had been there 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And, you know, I think the idea of being American right now is like so in contestation, but I am very proud to, to come from this country and the opportunities that I have. And I love the fact that instead of just, instead of just all the, the, the shine being thrown on the guys whose names are on the label, to be able to show the hardworking people in the factory and showing how much hard work and how much expertise and ingenuity from people whose names you'll never know go into making your snack time better. We, I worked, you know, with an amazing staff at the only White Castle in Pennsylvania that they maybe worked the drive through And it's like backbreaking, quick, like anxiety-ridden work. And the manager even said, right, and now it's just a drive through because of COVID. We don't have indoor seating and delivery people as well. So I hope that people can get a better appreciation of the 
futuristic tech and the hard work that goes into making your snack time delicious, your pizza available, your fast food a possibility. It's really cool. Like it's definitely like underdog to underdog vibes for sure. Adam, uh, after you've done this whole show, I think it's great that you're highlighting like the workers and, and then like the ingenuity and also the history. I think we, we, we always ignore those stories, but could you reflect on what you feel or what you observed about mass food production in general, right? Because there's definitely a conflict there between mass production of food. And then of course you're like, you know, guy down the street or your local farmer kind of. Right, so no, that's a really great question. In fact, we kind of mused as a crew how in the 21st century, food industry is doing one of two things. You're either using the most futuristic food tech in the world because food safety standards, shelf stabling, shelf stabilizing foods, um, making them transport safe, microwavable safe, whatever it is, uh, is you know a brand new, very modern kind of concern, right? Or the other approach is to do the small batch artisanal do it the way it was done in the 19th century type of thing. So we actually did that kind of opposition. So we go to literally the single oldest continuously oper operating uh, confectioner in existence. This place opened its doors uh, in 1863. For frame of reference, that's the same year as the Battle of Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. And they make bean to bar chocolate. They know the farm they get it from. They roast the beans by hand. They winnow them by hand. And so you show that one thing, and then you compare that with Hershey's or Nestle or Theo or these bigger brands. And the interesting thing is, it used to be whoever had the bigger factory, the faster cars won. Now our artisan chocolate has outgrown the big boys at a rate of 20 to one. Wow. Mm. Wow. Any surprises, you know, and, and doing television, people don't know, you you are a Yale graduate. Uh, I think, do you have an MF, MFA from Yale? I have an you, MFA from Yale, yep. Um, so you, so you're you're a well-trained actor. You're a thespian. Um, so so coming into this space for you is, is part of, you know, your, your training. How has it changed during COVID, you know, because you're a host, that, you know, a lot of, I want to host the show, you know, but you actually <laughs> are trained and how to present. That's really thoughtful. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing, right? Someone was saying, you know, today, oh man, you got to travel, probably got to drink beer and party and go to eat. And I was like, absolutely not. We filmed 12 to 14 hour days. Like every individual six minute segment on Man Versus Food was a full day's worth of shooting. And if it's a day's worth of shooting, it's two weeks worth of pre-production, you know how it goes. So uh, like you said, I'm doing this during a pandemic and yet, food production facilities might be the safest place on earth to be because like, so um, we went to the Entenmann's cookie factory in Albany, New York. And not only did you have to submit recent COVID paperwork, you got temperature checks. They have one of those big TV screens that like you, you're looking at it. It puts an X around your head with your temperature above it. You have to wear a beard snood, uh, uh, goggles, a hairnet, a helmet, gloves, booties, you know, so there's already a contamination free zone. So it was like that, like juxtaposition of like, I literally am Charlie at the chocolate factory. I get to have a chocolate chip cookie right out of the oven at Entenmann's coupled with uh, literally on camera trying to like not ignore it and go, I'm going to walk eight feet away from you. And now I'm going to lower my PPE and now I'm going to eat the cookie. You couldn't ignore that 
everybody is walking around like ninjas with our faces covered. The, the biggest challenge, you know, um, as I mentioned, in the beginning, when you're doing man versus food and you're going and highlighting all these restaurants, which unfortunately have suffered tremendously under this uh, pandemic that we're in still, um, do you see innovation? Because out of these things comes the next thing, right? So at, at every turn, and, and I'm always, this is Thrive Thursday on the Karen Hunter Show as well. I always want to inspire people to start thinking about the condition that we're in right now and what can come out of it. One of the things that I really have to say, you know, coming into my second season of The Food That Built America is how much adversity every single Titan in the industry faced. There's not one person that just had an idea was a success and flew. Heinz had like 59 businesses collapse. He leveraged his in-laws furniture and the business failed. So he talked about the shame he felt with he and his wife and his in-laws sleeping on the floor of their house and just kept plugging away at it. The brothers that started Pizza Hut proving that we're better united than divided, partnered and found a way to build something. Whereas the two brothers that founded Domino's split and one guy literally said, fine, you can have my half of the company and I get to keep our Volkswagen bug. So he kept the Beetle and the other guy kept the half of Domino's that's now worth $800 million. And I think that the idea of self-belief and cooperation and also working within your limitations. I mean, like I said, you have an eight letter sign. You know you're selling pizza. So there's five of your letters. Pizza Hut, you know what I mean? And it's it's iconic now. The Coca-Cola logo is the signature of the accountant of, uh, of um, Robert Woodruff. And the idea of our branding came wow. to us uh, one of the coolest stories, by the way, from Food That Built America, uh, Frank Epping from San Francisco, um, he had a fruit drink with a stir stick and it leaves it on his porch. It freezes. He comes out in the morning. He pulls it out. He's enjoying this frozen treat, starts making it for his kids, making it for friends, selling it locally. His kids call it Pop's Icicle. Pop's Icicle became Popsicle. Sickle. Yeah. And I, I think that it's the idea of like allowing your environment to inspire you and truly believing in yourself. Colonel Sanders, uh, as you learn in, in the first season and a little bit in this one, wasn't a success until his late 60s when he decided to sell chicken out of the back of a gas station. I, I just think I personally get so much inspiration, especially because now we're spoiled for choice. With, I mean, when you see the tech, we film with the secret army lab that designs the MRE meals for the armed forces. And this is the government. So they're using like ultrasonic knives, edible 3D printing. And then we're filming with like, um, I don't know what's, oh, a little, there's a little tiny cheese maker in Spring Grove, Pennsylvania, husband and wife leave their jobs in IT, follow their passions go to Italy, become cheesemakers, and they start winning international cheese awards, selling to all the big restaurants. And it's just a passion project. And they use dairy from within 17 miles of their front door. And while restaurants and farms are suffering, they're building local and building like the rep of American food. That's pretty awesome to me. So we don't tap out. We don't give up. We innovate. Uh, yes, season two, the food that built America and modern marvels, new host, Adam 
Richmond. Follow him at Adam Richmond. I'm looking forward to seeing the next iteration, and I'm looking forward to you getting back out on the soccer field. How's your soccer team doing that you invested in? Uh, well, the one that I invested in, uh, one is doing okay, one is doing. <laughs> and, um, I just want to say, you, you, you mentioned the restaurants uh, being, uh, going through a tough time. I just want to say one quick thing. History Channel, um, if you just, uh, it's doing a really cool thing. If you have a restaurant you love, um, post a picture of a dish, a, a memory, uh, a picture of the restaurant, whatever it is, post it to IG and tag the History Channel with the hashtag Save Our Restaurants. And for every post, History Channel's donating a dollar to the James Beard Foundation's Open for Good initiative. And every penny is going to the iconic older restaurants that are struggling. So for example, one of the funds I know that exists is for Ben's Chili Bowl in DC. That's right. And that, that's American history. That's yes. not yes. just a sausage place. Like No. Yeah, and uh, Joe, Joe Madison every year would do uh, a broadcast from there. Uh, which didn't happen last year because of COVID and probably not going to happen this year. So I think you're absolutely right. Hashtag save our restaurants on Instagram. Is that the hashtag? Yes, correct. Tag uh, tag at history, which is the history history. channels, Instagram tag, hashtag save our restaurants. And yeah, it could just be you talking about it, picture of the food, a memory, or maybe a childhood picture of you like crushing a Sunday or something, but uh, let them know we care. And, buy local shop local order in one night a week help these people out i love it i love it i love you adam come back anytime adam richmond follow him on the twitters adam richmond his full name r-i-c-h-m-a-n because he is a rich man in spirit as well as pocket uh the food that built america season two on the history channel and modern marvels as well thank you sir Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.